The gospel for this Sunday comes from St. John, the 11th chapter. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Mary and her sister Martha and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then, after he said this to the disciples, let us go again to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and you are going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he'll be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought he was merely referring to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, so that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha had heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were there with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus 
again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me, for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. For the fifth time this Lent, we have a text that is so full, so full of blessing and goodness, little nooks and crannies of abundance for us in our daily lives as Christians. It is difficult in these texts to pick what to talk about. So once again, I've selected part of the text. And this part of the text is the God of heaven and earth, seen in Christ. The resurrection and the life, weeping at a tomb. It seems odd, doesn't it, that Jesus would weep? It's a familiar verse to many of us. It's a, it's a well-established um, verse for many of us. We know that Jesus wept here. And for many of us, we've taken solace and comfort in that fact, We've pointed to it as a sign of Christ's own humanity, fully God and fully human. We've pointed to it as a sign for us to weep too. In the midst of this text, I think that weeping is given permission in the face of death. When we arrive at the tomb, Here in this story, we hear that it's Lazarus, but we hear more than that. When we arrive at the tomb, we hear that this is the disciple whom Jesus loved. We hear that it is the brother of Mary and Martha, the ones that take care of Jesus and bless Jesus with powerful, powerful actions. We hear that this is a beloved member of the community. We hear that this is a friend. We hear so many markings of Lazarus. I think the reason that we hear this is because when we arrive at this tomb, each and every time we hear this story, we are not meant to see one specific individual. We are not meant to hear only one person. We are meant to see and we are meant to hear the loved one's that we have in the tomb. We are meant to see and hear our friends and our neighbors in the tomb. We are meant to see and hear the things that we cherish most in the tomb. Because this is the truth about all of us. That we are dust, and to dust we return. Remember that? 
Remember that? And what feels like a lifetime ago, ashes were placed on our foreheads in a solemn but almost seemingly not solemn enough moment. And we were reminded of our mortality. That our lives are finite. That we are part of creation that comes and goes just as much as the grass withers and the flower fades. We come to this tomb reminded of that moment. Reminded of that fact that we are people who die. When Jesus stands here, he knows two things. He knows that there is life. He's already said it before, right? This is not an illness that ends in death. He also knows the power of death. We often say at Easter, death wears thy sting. It's still here. It's still here right with us. The death of people and the death of relationships, the death of patterns of life and the death of everything we hold dear. The death of plans, the death of purpose, the death of living. All of these things are in the tomb. And we know that sting. You cannot tell me that as a person of the resurrection, there is no sting in death. You may have done a sufficient job in suppressing it, but there is always sting and death. And Christ knows this, even as Christ is the resurrection and the life. When we come to the tomb and we see the best and the most wonderful things Christ has made in it, we are allowed to weep. We should weep if it if it's our reaction. We are also allowed to be angry when we look at the tomb. We are also allowed to be frustrated and furious when we look at the tomb. We are allowed to be confused when we look at the tomb. We are allowed to laugh in a way that's astounding to us and the ones who hear it when we look at the tomb. We are allowed all of our emotions here. But this is not the end. This right now is not the end. Because Christ brings Lazarus out of the tomb. Using only voice in the same way that only voice was used at the beginning of creation, Christ calls out to Lazarus to come out, and it was so. And creation all of a sudden has breath in a way that it didn't have breath before because one of its own, Lazarus, is living again. When we look at Lazarus come out, we also see life once again in all of the things that have died before. And we also see life again in all of the things that will die. We see the promise of resurrection made full before we even reach Easter. Christ is the resurrection and the life. Wherever Christ wants there to be resurrection, wherever Christ wants there to be life, there will be life. 
we have a promise here. That wherever Christ goes, both death and life follow. You and I as Christians, we are not exempt from death. You and I as Christians know that there is hope in the midst of it. Because our lives are not ones that lead to death, even though we die. We have hope and we have tears in equal measure. This week, you might see a tomb. You might see the death of something that you love. You might see the death of someone you love. And you might not. You might see those memories of death, and you might not. You might see death and decay everywhere around, and you might not. Should you see death, know that it's okay to have all of the emotions that you want around it. Should you see death, hear the words of Christ once again. This is not an illness This is not a time, this is not a life, this is not a situation that leads to death. No. For Lazarus and for every other person that finds themselves in the tomb, Christ brings resurrection and life. This does not lead to death. If these are hopeful words, I am glad. And if these are words you struggle with, because death is just a little too powerful in our hearts right now, it's okay too. It's okay to have hope in the resurrection and struggle. It's okay to have hope in the resurrection and cry. No matter where you are, God be with you. No matter where you are, God is with you. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.